It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. No beam tonight. Uh, nothing happened in this game that surprised me. I, I Well, I will take that back. I thought the Nuggets would score 130. Uh, they scored 117. They didn't have to play everyone that much down the stretch. The Kings yeah. only had 96. All right, a couple of things here. When Denver's healthy, they're really good. The Kings had already beat Denver three times this year, so you knew Denver was going to be ready. And, Ryan, I've talked about this a lot. DeMontis Sabonis is the best player on the Kings. De'Aaron Fox is the Kings' most viable player. Without De'Aaron Fox, the Kings' offense comes to a standstill. It's like they're playing in quicksand. They had a good first quarter, but after that, you saw their limitations offensively. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They're a different team with De'Aaron Fox. In fact, I would argue... De'Aaron Fox brings something to the team that nobody else has on the roster in terms of his pace and change of speed. So you knew it was going to be a big thing. Mike Malone leaves Jamal Murray in a little bit late in that game. But you know what? You take 3-1 on the season, Grant, if you're the Kings. Okay, so you just mentioned Fox and you mentioned Jamal Murray. They're kind of mirror images of one another. I know that they have Nikola Jokic, but you Mm -hmm. saw what happened against the Kings when Denver does not have Jamal Murray on the floor for two of the losses this year, okay? Mm -hmm. When you don't have De'Aaron Fox on the floor, the Kings would not win 40 games. If he were to miss the whole year, the Kings would maybe, maybe, maybe win 35 games. I personally think they would only win 30. I think they would go 30 and 52 without De'Aaron Fox. I've talked about this, and I'm going to continue to talk about this. The Kings do not have a legitimate backup point guard. They just don't. No. No disrespect to Davion Mitchell, but when he has to start, <laughs> you're in trouble. Okay? No. The Kings don't have anyone that can start. And that's, by the way, Ryan, not that atypical around the league. There are a lot of teams that would sure. have trouble finding a point guard to, to get the job done when their starter's out. I mean, the Kings can't win without Fox, plain and simple. No, they can't. And in the past, they played decent without him. But uh, yeah, it's a glaring spot. And the backup point guard role, Grant, you asked so much of Malik Monk already, but not having somebody else that can be on the floor with him um, that can make Malik more of a threat, that makes it tough. And one thing I want to point out about Jamal Murray, let me pose this question to you. Because we see all these other elite point guards around the league that have good big men around them or have a good forward. And the two thrive together. And you saw in the first three meetings, Denver only shot a tad above 31% above the three-point line. Jamal's back tonight much better. But I'm going to argue Jamal Murray uses Jokic much better than De'Aaron Fox uses Sabonis. Great point. Fabulous point. And we saw it in the playoffs last year on center stage, particularly in the finals. I don't think there's any question about that. I think it's a great point. And I think that's why I'm not so sure that Denver's not the best team in the West when they have their full roster. And that's ahead of Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and whoever else is in their way. I'm not so sure. And the Clippers, I'm not so sure they're not still the team to beat in the West when they're healthy. Yeah, I'm with you, Grant. I mean, you can't count them out. I mean, (laughs) if they're there, they're going to be dangerous. That team is just the way they're lined up. They can almost play any style of basketball. You looked at how they played in the first half. The Kings made them run a little bit. Then they combat you with the size. So that's just what makes a great team, Grant. They can adjust. They can adjust. And and with the loss, the Kings are now back to eighth in the West, and they play the best team in the West next, Minnesota. 
I would have to assume that Fox will play, considering he was a full participant this morning in shoot-around and try to play tonight, but then sat it out. I got to believe 48 hours from now he'll be back on the court. If he's not on the court, the Kings will get blown out, okay? If he's on the court, I think the Kings have a 45% chance of winning the game because I think they have proven that they can play with Minnesota this year. They beat them earlier this year in Minnesota. Do you know that Minnesota – has six home losses this year and 22 wins. One of their home losses is to Sacramento. So, you know, the Kings have shown good resiliency this year, bouncing back from bad games. If they're healthy, I think they'll make it a game on on uh, Friday. I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll make it a game. It's all going to depend on De'Aaron Fox and that knee. The one thing that I will say just from my own personal experiences with similar injuries when you bang knees with somebody, it is a pain tolerance thing, and those things are yes. painful, Grant. So even if he does play, you got to think it's going to affect the pace in which the Kings play at. And that was one of the things that hurt Minnesota. That's a great point. Um, it, it would. So we'll see. You know, Minnesota was down big tonight. They came back and they uh, they beat Memphis. The final there was 110 to 101. Dallas won. New Orleans lost. Uh, New Orleans lost at Indiana 123 to 114. And Dallas, after their crushing defeat to Cleveland, They ended up going and winning uh, at Toronto. Just to show you about the NBA, Cleveland, after that great shot by Struss, uh, they lost to Chicago tonight uh, in double overtime. That's life uh, in the NBA. But tonight, uh, too much Denver, too much Jamal Murray, not enough Kings without De'Aaron Fox. Again, I I don't know what else to say. The Kings are not a good team without De'Aaron Fox. They're just not. They're not a good team. Yep. Uh, again, I just don't think there's anybody that can even come close to stepping into those shoes. No, not even no. come close. Not even no. the same style of player. And, and that's and, where and the fair, and, from. and in all fairness to Monty McNair, I'm not so sure there's a player that's out there that was Fair. available to trade great deadline point. that could do that. Right. It's a great point, Grant. There might not be a player out there at the past two trade deadlines <laughs> that could have done that. That's exactly right. So, oh man. Um, hey. You know, here's a message. Why isn't uh, JaVale McGee playing? Len did okay, but can't rebound either. You know what? Wouldn't it matter? Okay. You know, JaVale McGee is not going to make a difference in this game. You know, let's not overvalue JaVale McGee. Okay. Yeah. You guys, I, I think the biggest thing that I want Kings fans to take away from tonight, the Kings had to throw everything against the wall tonight and try to see if something stuck and nothing stuck tonight. This was a tall task walking into Denver. Listen, when you're 0-3 against the defending champs and Michael Malone with his dislike for Vivek Ranadive and you have Jamal Murray now playing, I mean, got to be realistic, folks. All right? You don't have De'Aaron Fox. Um, not good. And I'll tell you what else. I keep on talking about this, but I'm going to talk about it again. Of the top nine teams in the Western Conference, okay, mm-hmm. the Kings have the worst point differential by far. It's not they even do. close. Okay? Yes. And defensively, they continue to be awful. And I I just I keep saying this, that point differential stat does not lie. When you are 33 and 25, which is a good record. Let's let's mm-hmm. call it the way it is. In this Western Conference, 33 and 25 is a good record. And you only have a positive point differential of plus 0.3, that is not good. It's not not good. Not good. It, yeah, yeah, you're right, Grant. And I was going to say, I do want to point out a little bit, and you're spot on about that, um, of, of optimism. In Sabonis's last 15 games coming into tonight, he was averaging a triple-double. But the Kings, they were also playing much better basketball, Grant. They were scoring in their wins during that time, Grant. Nine wins, 122 points, and a little bit of change. That's more than the Kings team scored last year. So although it's a tall task and we're kind of looking around and saying, where do the Kings stop the bleeding now? They really haven't been playing terrible the last 15. Great point. I want to get to this question. Keegan Murray is real good. And the broadcast I watched said he smirked towards the Nuggets bench after dunking. Then Brown sat him out like what? I, I can't comment on that. I didn't really notice that. Yeah, I 
didn't catch that either. I mean, if Keegan smirked, I know Katie made a comment about it. It would have been like one of the first smirks he's done since being a king on the court. Um, I'm surprised you guys aren't talking more about the rotation in the second half, how Brown called off the dogs and then Sabonis was one double-double short or one rebound short of a double-double and they go back in. Grant, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are the game was over and had he left Sabonis in and Sabonis got hurt, that's all we would be talking about on the post-game show right now. I'm not into keeping players on the floor for individual accolades when the games are over. I'm not. Uh, I, that's yeah. not the way, to me, the game's supposed to be played. I don't think Sabonis cares. Uh, I mean, he cares that the team lost, but I don't think he cares that he was taken out of the game. I think he accepts that. Yeah. Again, what would we be talking about, Ryan, if Sabonis stayed in trying to get a rebound or what have you, and he ended up spraining an ankle or getting hit on the hand? or That's all we would be talking about right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it kind of got talked about last year when he got left in and got hurt late in the game. Um, I think the bigger thing is I would have hated, and this is strictly Grant. I'm taking analysts balanced out of it. I would have hated hated to see Sabonis's double-double streak end to a triple-double, a complete blowout loss to the Denver Nuggets. Jokic gets the triple-double. You see the headlines, right? It, it goes hand-in-hand hand with what Sabonis has been getting from the national media this year. So I, I, in that sense, I'm being greedy and saying I'm yep. glad that didn't happen. All right, somebody said Brown waved the white flag too early. I personally yes. disagree. The game was over. Uh, but I, then you don't bring him back. Then you don't bring him back. Uh, you know what? Very fair criticism. I'm okay with that. You're right. Why did he come back in the game? Fair criticism. But this game was over with about six minutes to go in the third quarter. Yes. The game was you, over. You brought Mason Jones, Kessler Edwards in. It, yeah. it was, and that was early in the fourth. But yeah, it was, they had a 20 point lead grant probably within five, six minutes, I want to say. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, again, uh, th this is, these are fair questions. These are fair questions. If you're going to wave the white flag, then why to put the guys back in like Sabonis? Fair, fair, fair very fair yeah. question. Certainly. Hey, we want to hear from you tonight. If you got a take on that, give us a call. It's in the link to call is in the pinned comment. You can also scan the QR code on the screen. Condog, welcome to the show tonight. Um, what do you so got for us? First positive is uh, we get to go to bed early, and that's it. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you Grant, you've preached it all season about the backup point guard, and if this offseason we don't get signed a solid backup point guard, I'm going to come into the next season not as high expectations as this season because I'm going to – because there's going to be a lot of – because there is a lot of flaws on this team, and it's it really does start there. Because when Fox is out, we again are you know we're we're gonna we're like the Houston Rockets, you know, probably twenty five wins right now, maybe twenty. Well, I, I yeah, I, I wouldn't compare. You know, the Rockets are in a completely the Rockets are still in a rebuilding mode. Yeah. So I mean, I I understand the point you're trying to make, but I don't know if I would compare it to the Rockets because they are in a, a, a rebuilding mode. You know, um, I've been saying this now, Ryan. And Condog, I've been saying this for now two full seasons. I'm well aware you're not going to get a De'Aaron Fox type of backup point guard. But I'm also aware that what you have on your roster is not going to work in the NBA. And there are much, and I want to I say the word much, there are much better options out there than what you get from Mitchell. All right? There just are. Yeah, and uh, another stat, you know, compared to the uh, top 10 teams in the West, currently out of the last 10 games, we are the only team with below 500. We're four and six in our last 10, where everyone else is at least six and four, eight and two. So that could be dangerous that the rest of them are getting hot, especially the Warriors right now. Yeah, but th those teams haven't played the schedule that the Kings have played. The Kings have had murderous row here the last 10 games. And unfortunately, the teams that they really were supposed to beat, the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, yes. Lakers, Hornets, yeah, all of them. Yeah, but, but, but the Hornets won in the last 10 games. The point I'm trying to make is if you look at the last 10 games,
that the Kings have played and where the games have been, I don't know this for a fact. I'm just using this off the top of my head. I would garner to say it's the toughest 10-game stretch of any team in the NBA. I, I would just wager that there's no team that has played a tougher schedule in the last 10 games than Sacramento. Um, yeah, but we, 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 again, we also didn't have a miscue with the Miami game. No Jimmy Butler, no hero. We did have a there. Yeah. I understand. I understand. But again, if I'm looking at the last 10 games that Sacramento was played, I do not think, and again, I I don't know this because I I don't have everyone's schedule in front of me. Okay. All I'm saying is if I can bring this up, if I'm looking at the last 10 games, that the Sacramento Kings have played, including tonight. Okay, and I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in order from tonight, and I'm going to back it up. All right. So, all right. Denver, Miami at the Clippers, home San Antonio at Denver at Phoenix at Oklahoma City, and I, Denver, Detroit. How many games is that? I'm, are you counting them for me, Rhino? Because I'm trying to. Uh, Cleveland so, would have been ten games. Cleveland is the cutoff. So okay. ten games is. All right. Good. So if I go, if I start from there, Ryan at Cleveland. One of the best teams in the East at mm-hmm. Detroit again, Denver at home at Oklahoma City at Phoenix at Denver, all really good teams. Mm-hmm. San Antonio at home, not good at the Clippers, one of the best teams in the league. Miami, mm-hmm. very good when healthy, but they didn't have a lot of players. And then tonight at Denver again, I, I got to figure, Ryan, there aren't too many teams that have had a 10 game stretch like that. No, Grant, there's not. You're absolutely spot on. You make a brilliant point, but there's not too many, let's say good teams, good to great teams, Grant, that won't have a stretch like this in their schedule. It's going to happen inevitably. It might not be at the end of the schedule. But here's the problem. Those good to great teams, they haven't backed themselves into a corner by having the bad losses the Kings have. So these games now become must win much earlier. So those those teams, those teams don't lose to Detroit at home. No. Yeah, they they don't. The Kings room for air is this. Hey, I've been saying this all year. I think the Kings are a good team. I think they're a good team. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. But they're, but they're nothing more than a good team. They're, they're not going to win in the playoffs. They may not even make the playoffs. In this conference, the way everyone looks, yeah. they may not make the playoffs. I think Kings fans need to have a, a real yeah. firm understanding of this. Yep. This Kings team could have a good year and not make the playoffs. That's very possible. Yeah, it, it actually is. I mean, again, the Warriors are now back on fire and the Lakers are right there at our heels too. And though they still have LeBron James and Steph Curry and we don't, we just don't. Thank you, buddy. All right. Yeah, we buddy. appreciate the call con dog. I called him corn dog. I'm sorry. Con dog. I'm sorry. I, I felt like I was at the corn state dog. fair. Corn dog. Sorry. Con dog. Con dog. I owe you a bit. I owe you a big time apology. So it's sincere. I apologize. All right. I, I think he's going to take it. We'll see. If yeah, he doesn't he put his, his arms, arms up he next just, time. I just don't raise his arms for me. Okay. That's good. Yeah. All right. We're good. Hey, um, I, Grant, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Chang, who we're going to bring up in a second, he yep. called last post game show, and he was actually the motivation for my King's Court podcast I did either yesterday or the day before. Oh, nice. So his call was fabulous. Uh, made me think about the Kings a different way. Chang, give it Chang, to us what's again. up, buddy? Hey, Ryan. Hey, Grant. And Ryan, great podcast. I was listening on my walk. So again, thanks for the shout out. But I have a take for you both. And I wonder if you agree or disagree. Me, because that conversation we had last time, Ryan, it made me start to realize that we brought the same players back, but we didn't bring the same team back. And what I mean by that is I think Mike Brown is trying to change identity of this team. Again, he keeps uh, preaching, you know, physicality and pace. And for me, I felt that Mike Brown is trying to make a correction from how the playoffs went last year, where he realized that that style play of the regular season last year, it's not going to translate into the playoffs. And I think to me, what I'm curious is that, you know, I feel like last year Mike Brown was, I'm going to do my best and find a system that works for this team. And we're going to make the playoffs. And I feel like this year was, okay, now this team needs to fit into the system I want to play. And I almost kind of feel like there, that's why there's so many inconsistencies because 
I think it's clear that certain players can't play the style Mike Brown wants to play. And I almost want to give a pass to the season because I go, okay, you know, obviously it's clear that this team is not going to be able to play the style Mike Brown wants and changes are going to have to happen for us to play the style Mike Brown wants. Because I think what's really interesting this season is we have highs and lows where it seems we can play that style Mike Brown wants only maybe in a quarter. After that, we just fall apart again, and we can't play that style because I think it's so taxing on our players that we don't have the personnel. So great I was wondering point. what you guys yeah, I, I agree point. with you. The Kings can only beat you one way. There's only one way they can beat you. And they're going to have to get – They're going when they shoot well and they outscore you, they can't beat you any other way. They can't beat you with physicality. They can't beat you with defense. They can't beat you in a half-court game. They can only beat you running and gunning and shooting threes. That's how they beat you. And if they don't do that, most more more times than not, they're going to lose. And I think you're right about Mike Brown. He doesn't have the personnel to really play the way he wants to play. He just doesn't. But, you know, you have to go with what you have. Ryan, you and I have t- talked about this a lot. I mean, and Jerry talks about this. Just put your five best players on the floor and try to outscore the other team. Yeah, I mean, well, okay. Yeah. Okay, so go with me here. I'll try not to be long-winded, okay. but – I think Chang brings up a good point in this sense. If you're going to run the team back, and I think it's a fair question to ask, if you're going to run the team back, you have to embrace what the team is best at, and that's offense. Mike Brown and nobody else in this organization, I don't think predicted the offensive outburst that was coming last year, because if you remember Mike Brown's introductory press conference, I remember a lot of talk about defense. Remember, Mike Brown has had two teams that he's coached an 82-game season for, and they have been number one at defending the three-point line in the NBA. So um, is there some friction there? And how far does that reach? Because there has Grant and Chang, to me, to my eye, there has been many less set plays this year for this Sacramento Kings team on offense. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. I just want to chime in. I think my biggest red alert or red flag was Grant and Ryan, do you know why was Chris Duarte getting the starting spot over Kevin Herter in the beginning of the season? I was so confused about that. Not, not, not the beginning of the season, towards one-third of the season after Herter was really struggling and got hurt for a little while. I think there was rumors that they wanted him to start already in the preseason, but then I think Chris Duarte got hurt. So there was already rumors about him. Losing yeah. his starting spot, but I'm not sure. But there was already rumors about that, and I guess I'm curious because it seemed Mike Brown already wanted to kind of change the lineup, and so it is kind of interesting that we're planning to bring the same team back, but you want to make major changes to the lineup already. That was a little interesting already. First of all, Chris Duarte is not a starter, so anyone that thinks that Chris Duarte uh, and I'm not saying you were saying this. You, you're making the point, and I understand where you're coming from. And by the way, I do appreciate your knowledge. You're you're a hell of a caller, and I I hope that you can join us uh, more often. But Chris Duarte is not a starter in the NBA. He's just not. He he's a role player at best. That that's what he is. So I, I listen. Is the roster perfect? No, it's not perfect. Would Mike Brown like some different pieces? Yes, but. You know, it's not as easy as as we make it seem when we're doing talk shows about get this guy and get that guy. Um, this team is still growing. You know, last year was a big step. They're still very young. And their nucleus yes. now is De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, and Keegan Murray. And they're all very young, relatively speaking. And I just think the vision of this team 
is you keep those three with Monk maybe being your fourth if you can keep him after this year in free agency, and then you build from there. But if you have that nucleus, you're pretty good, and you should be pretty good. No, and I agree. And I think this is just to calm a lot of the fans because I think we want to jump the gun and really hope that we were going to make that, you know, second round, you know, appearance. And I think just take this year as, you know, a developmental year because we see Keegan's jump. We see Fox do a little bit better and we see Sabonis do a little bit better. And I really think that if we're going to have that criticism, it's really going to be next season because I think it's clear the system Mike Brown wants to play. And can we get that personnel to kind of match what he wants to play? Because I do agree that when we play the style Mike Brown wants to play, we do look like an amazing team. Oh, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes when the highs are highs, but again, the lows are very low. So. But, but I, and Ryan, but, you we, we talk about this guys. on every show. Everything you said is true, but the word if does not apply to this team. This team is what they are. They're, they're, there's only 20 a little more than 20 games left. What are we down to 24 games? I I, I don't have the math games, in front of me. 24 okay. games. So we have seen now the Kings play. What is that? 58 games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this team is what they are. They're not all of a sudden going to start change. They are who they are. They're going to have really good wins in these final 24, and they're going to have really bad losses. And they're going to look really bad on some nights, and they're going to look really good on other nights. Why? Because that's how they play. Because they're a jump shooting team, they can't win when their shots aren't falling. Plain and simple. I mean, there's there, there, this is one of the easiest teams in the league for me to figure out. There are teams that I watch that I can't really figure out. I got the Kings down pat. I mean, I've been saying this all year. They're just not anything more than a good team. And they're not going to win in the playoffs if they make the playoffs because of the style that they play. And this is what you're getting to, Chang. Their style, I think, what you're, is not really conducive to long-term success, which why, and I don't think we have to talk about it on the uh, on February 28th. Yeah. I do believe, and I've said this a month ago, and I'm going to continue to say it. I firmly believe if the Kings miss the playoffs this year, you're going to see big, not minor, you're going to see big changes in this summer with the Kings. And those big changes could also be your coach. So just do do not discount that because Mike Brown was the coach of the year last year. I know this owner, okay? I know this owner very well. And I know how this owner thinks. And I know how impulsive he is. And I'm just telling you right now, if this Kings team misses the playoffs this year, do not be surprised if there are big-time changes. I Grant... Everything you said is spot on. You have been right. And uh, with Vivek, yeah, nothing would surprise us. Chang, great call. Great, great call. call. Again. Thank, thank you so much. Hey, there, well hey Ryan, next time yeah. I miss the show, you ought to have him do the show with you. He knows his stuff. I Grant, he made me think. And I not like that Bowling Green math you just did on the season this year. I mean, he really made me think. He's good. Um, good. I, I yeah. want to get back to my point, what I just made. The For this franchise this year, not to make the playoffs, and I know the West is a lot better, so I, I mm-hmm. fir- firmly acknowledge that. This would be a step back this year. Okay? If you end up being seven or eight, and losing the play-in, and don't make the playoffs. I don't care how you want to break down this season. You had, once again, to this point, very good luck with injuries. This would be, in my opinion, a step back. This franchise, after missing the playoffs for 16 years, can now not take a step back with this owner. I'm just telling you, be careful. Why? Why? Because he got a taste of the playoffs? Yes, and because his expectations of this team have always been far-fetched and ridiculous, okay? And uh, I, I'm just telling you, be careful yeah. of that. It, you, when you put it that way, and I agree 100% with you, if the Kings do not make the playoffs, they have not met any expectations, regardless of what they were for you this season. Um, but it's such a critical time, Grant. 
to be blowing it up because you've got you got Fox line locked up, you've got Domas locked up, Malik. There's a max in which you can offer him. So you want to have team chemistry there to sell him at the very least. And then you've got Keegan Murray coming up, right? So if you make drastic changes, Darren Fox might want out, right? Keegan uh, Murray I, might not want to be here. Next thing you know, okay. you might be the Pacers with a Domos and nothing else around him. And you got to be careful if you make big changes. Not because I'm wrong to compare Sacramento to Milwaukee, but Milwaukee was a championship caliber team with a ring, and they made a big change. And the player that is not on that team now has made Boston much better and made Milwaukee much worse. Or, or not much worse, but worse. I shouldn't say much worse. So you, you always do have to be careful. But That's to go to your point there, Ryan, you have De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis in their prime. And by the way, just because the Kings lost tonight, I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs. So I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. You're so But if you have Keegan Murray, who's having a very good year, right? Mm -hmm. With Fox and Sabonis, mm -hmm. who even though they weren't on the all-star team this year, are all-star caliber players. We saw them on the mm -hmm. all-star team last year. I know how this owner thinks. He's going to think, mm -hmm. well, we, we already have the pieces and we can't win with this. We got to go in a different direction. I'm just telling okay. you, you just walk. Okay. Okay. So let, let, let's have fun with this. You, you know, the owner decent. What's, what do you think the most likely drastic move would be? Personally, I I think it would be the coach. Okay, I don't. I don't think it would be the coach. I, I'm just telling you. You be just 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 watch. I, you it, think it would be the um, coach? I, well, I, that not, may... Just telling you. This is a guy that fired Michael Malone for no reason. That's a great point. And what's he do? Goes on to win a championship, builds yep. a program. So it's a great point. Um. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying Mike Brown's going to lose his job. I, I'm just saying that if this team, and by the way, I, I hate to be all doom and gloom because I think the Kings aren't going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I do. I, I do. I think they're going to be in the playoffs. Well, play in, play in, right? Play in. Yeah. Yes. Which isn't the playoffs, but I don't know how you feel, Ryan, but I keep looking at the standings and I'm projecting Golden State in LA to be ninth and 10th. And if you lose, if you're a seven and eight and you lose that first game, you're going to have to play one of those two teams to make it into the playoffs. You're going to have to play either Golden State or the Lakers. The winner of that 9-10, the loser is out. You want to go 48 minutes with the playoffs on the line, going against Steph Curry or, and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson? Or do you want to go 48 minutes against LeBron James and Anthony Davis? I'm sorry. I don't like the Kings' chances. And I I, I don't like it. I, I don't like that scenario. That's why these losses to Detroit and Charlotte and Portland and Miami when they have half their team out are devastating. Because if you're not in the top six and you lose that first game, because the winner of the 7-8 is automatically the seventh seed. Yep. If you lose that game, you're probably not making the playoffs. Totally with you, Grant. I mean, uh, let's put it. I don't think, and you know how good Vegas is. I don't think there's a single odds maker in Vegas that could accurately project what the Kings would do in a one game sample size. I don't think Mike Brown could. I don't Agreed. think anyone could. Agreed. Uh, what, what, what did we see last year in a winner take all game in Sacramento on game seven? What happened? We One saw of the, the very Kings. best players of his generation took over the game, correct? Correct. Now, why would, okay. I think he, why would I think he wouldn't do it again? And why would I think LeBron and Anthony Davis wouldn't play A-plus games in that same type of a scenario? I, you wouldn't. I'm with you. 100%. Short of the Kings coming out and having a blitz of three-pointers, what are they going to do? And even then, to me, Grant, and I'll pose this to you, even when the Kings come out and are seven tonight, seven or they made seven threes in the first quarter. Yep. I'm still uneasy watching this team because you know, yep. ultimately the three ball is going to probably slow down. And it's like, uh -huh. what are they going to do? 
And at least for me, Grant, I don't know what that first option is. Do you have one? No. Um, no. When their three ball is not falling, no, I don't. I do know what an option is, though, and it's New Works Plumbing. They are yes. a great option when oh, you have yeah. plumbing needs and repairs. If you go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen, you will be very happy. They do a phenomenal job, and they have a fix for you. And they're available around the clock 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. All right, so back to what you were saying. Mm -hmm. If the Kings should lose to Minnesota, okay? Yes. They're going to come back home. No better than eighth place. They can't. They would be no. They they would be um, eighth, and could only maybe be one game ahead of Golden State in the loss column. It's scary. Here, and so I keep on saying seven eight seven eight seven eight. Maybe I'm being too optimistic here. Could I be looking at a Kings team fall all the way to nine or ten? I I, I think they're better than that, Ryan. I just think well, they're better than that. It, so I guess that's where – what makes you think they would maintain and tread water enough to fall into the top six places right now based off of the way they've played up until this point? I mean, everything screams at best playing, screams. They're not going to be a top six team based on one stat and one stat only, their point differential. That does not lie. And because of that stat, which is by far – but just go to the standings, everyone, and look. By far, the worst point differential of any team in the top nine. The Warriors, for example, are behind Sacramento, and their point differential is plus 1.8. The Dallas Mavericks, plus 1.3. New Orleans, plus 4.1. That number does not lie, and for that reason and that reason alone, I do not think the Kings are going to end up being a top six team in the West. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Grant. Um, the one piece of optimism I would hold out, and everything really does hinge on De'Aaron's knee um, yep. and how soon he's able to get back to the court, hopefully as soon as Minnesota. But in the last 15 games coming into tonight, the Kings were closing that gap. They were playing yeah. better basketball. They were nine and six. In fact, you know, that big variance I always talked about this season between the amount of points they score when they win versus the amount of points when they score, yes. when they lose, they had brought that back to single digits. It was right about eight or nine. It was and much so it was much better, but that gives you optimism. But at the same time, as a Kings fan, you think, Demonis Sabonis just had 15 triple doubles in a yep. row. Yeah. And it's not better than that. I know. And De'Aaron Fox had a big game here in the eight. Tough. Hey, Teddy, get the crap out of your ears. Okay. Did I say that the Kings can't beat the Timberwolves? I just said the opposite. I said that if they have De'Aaron Fox on the floor, I'll give them a 45% chance of going in there and winning against the best team in the West. I don't know what people listen to uh, I, when, when I talk. I really don't. I'm not projecting them to beat Minnesota, but of course they can beat Minnesota. I mean, they already beat them once. They exactly. gave them their first home loss of the year. I didn't say they can't beat Minnesota. I said I don't think they're going to beat Minnesota, but if they have Fox on the floor, I give them a legitimate chance, and I think they'll be in the game. That's what I said. Do you not hear what I say, or do you speak a different language than me? Maybe that's it. Maybe you speak a different language. That's quite possible. Teddy, call in. Let us know. Call, call in like Cam. I mean, Cam called a post-game show once. Cam, welcome back to the show with Grant and Rhino. I said, I don't think you're going to beat Minnesota. Uh -oh. But if they have Fox on the floor, I give them hey, a little Hey, Cam, more. turn down. Oh, he might try again. All yeah, right. while he's doing that, I want to tell you uh, about Bennett's. All right? And I love talking about Bennett's and their prime uh, seafood and steak. Three locations, Sacramento, Roseville and this West Side Grill in Rockland at the Blue Oaks Town Center. Prime seafood and steak. On the weekend, they have their brunch. They specialize in their prime rib, which is phenomenal. Over mm -hmm. six or should say 60 different types of wine available by the glass with their happy hour specials uh, during the week. I'm telling you, folks, if you have not been to Bennett's, check it out. 
Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com, make a reservation and more. That's Bennett'sRestaurants.com. All right, let's give this another try. Hey, you know the New York uh, Prime at Bennett's? It's my I want favorite. That plate that it comes on. You know that you it's do. served on? Yeah, that hey. wooden plank too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Brian, Brian, can can you hook your guys up and maybe bring the steak yeah. on it too, please? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna try this again. Let's go to Cam. Cam, you get everything worked out? Can you hear me? We got you. You're on with Grant and Rhino. How's it going, guys? Uh, Grant, first of all, miss you on the call. Thank you. Um, greatly. You know, uh, I don't want to. Um, you know, uh, hate on anybody or, uh, you know, do any of that talk, but Grant and Jerry, the best of the best. Thank um, you. so I didn't, I had worked, I worked tonight, did not, uh, watch the game, but I have the box were, uh, pulled up and it seems like, so Fox was out. Seems like mostly of the same stuff. Harrison Barnes, very inconsistent. Key Murray, uh, 21. Let's see. I mean, there's not enough production. And even in the, in the starting lineup, I can't even see any production. There wasn't. And, and Duarte with 18 is very surprising to me because he's done nothing all season. Offensive Duarte Duarte played a hell of a game. This yeah, team was good. would have been blown out by probably a lot yeah. worse if Duarte didn't play. But here's the deal. You're making the point, Cam, and I think you're spot on. You're starting backcourt tonight. A Fox and Mitchell were invisible. They combined for nine points. Come on. Nine points. But what would you, you know, they didn't play a lot. I mean, in all fairness, Mitchell played, I think, 16 minutes and uh, Herter played, I believe, 18 minutes. So they didn't play a lot. But still, you, yeah. the reason why they didn't play a lot is they weren't doing anything. It, and I see I see the time on the bench, and it's like Keegan Murray and Demondis are 33 minutes, 32 minutes, and the rest of them are qu- kind of equally distributed. Yeah. It's a, it's it's um. Why was Fox uh, DMP tonight? Uh, bruised knee. Bruised knee. Contusion okay. on the knee. He okay. uh, banged knees with Jaime Hawkes against the Heat. Okay. Yeah, I came on last night and I was just very upset at how how Grant had said in the previous show this should be a layup. This should yep. be an absolute layup. Hawkes and what we have as pieces, they they should not be able to get to score as easily as they as they are. Yep. Um uh, we got we we got we got the whole Nuggets. Um, Thirty-two points from Jamal Murray. I mean, Davion Mitchell is supposed to be a, a defensive uh, god, right? And Jamal Murray is dropping thirty-two on him, and that's not completely on Davion Mitchell because I understand there's switches that happen. Um, but we don't have the team to take the next step. Me, me, me and Ryan were talking about this yesterday. We, we don't have that team to, make the, to take the next step. And no, and we, we, we don't have, you know, near the depth. I mean, I, I said yesterday, I expect more from Leak Monkey drop 14. That's fine. Six for 16 is awful. Um, Alex Lynn got some time. I said yesterday, why isn't JaVale McGee playing? What's the deal? What's JaVale um, McGee going to do? JaVale McGee's not going to – wouldn't have made any difference in the game tonight. JaVale McGee but I, is way is way overvalued. He's way overvalued. I feel JaVale McGee has has an inside presence. He, what what I've seen from JaVale, JaVale McGee is his ability to protect the rim because of his length. And, and Alex Lynn may be better than JaVale McGee. But, hey Cam, Cam, what? Let me. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just what I feel you are seeing is you are seeing somebody that's kind of a rim protector on a roster that doesn't really have any rim protectors because every block you see from Javale, almost you see two or three plays where he's flown by, or you see two or three plays where he's completely out mm-hmm. of position and costs the Kings. Yeah. I, I could see that. I could see that. I, I just don't see how Harrison Barnes 
is in the starting lineup. I, I, our roster is very like without Fox. It's very, it's very like um, haywire. It's, it's. If if Keegan Murray, our second year player, is our highest scoring player, that's a problem. That for for a playoff team, that's a problem. And you know we got. I don't know who we have coming up. Um, but these are important games because we know how close, well, exactly. So that's going to be an issue. If, if Fox is out for Minnesota, that's going to be an issue. Yeah, they won't win. If Fox is not playing, the Kings will get destroyed in Minnesota. If Fox plays, I give him a legitimate chance to compete and win the game. If he doesn't play, they'll lose by 20 or more points. Exactly. It's 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 always a it's always a twenty point loss or a, 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 a once in a while we'll win by ten, but mostly our wins come from five or six or 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 four points. You know, it, it's it's not like yeah. we're blowing out teams. We're not we're not running them off the floor. Now we dropped to eight seed, um, lost two in a row. Um, you know, I, I, I've been a diehard Kings fan. I'm 26. I've been a diehard Kings fan since sure. since 97. Uh-huh. And I've been watching these these games with C-Web. Time out. Grant. You're, you're 26. I know. I was doing <laughs> So you, you were a diehard Kings fan when you were an infant? Well, when I was. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> he had the bobbleheads in his crib. Yes. Grant. Yeah, okay. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Grant. Absolutely. Grant. I love when it. When I was when I was three years old and able to uh, fathom the game of basketball, I was I was a Kings fan. I love it. Hey Cam, I appreciate you calling into the show. I appreciate your love for the team, uh, and thank you very much. I'm just going to say this, Ryan. What Cam is talking about is what we talk about on a fairly regular basis. Mm-hmm. This team is Jekyll and Hyde, and they're inconsistent. And that's why, despite the fact that they have a good record of 33 and 25, which is good, they only have a point differential of plus 0.3 because they're Jekyll and Hyde and they're inconsistent. And that's why I can't get excited about a Kings team, should they make the playoffs doing anything? Because I, I don't think they will. Well, that's the tricky thing for a Kings fan, right? Because you don't yeah. think they will. That's the logical side of you. But then on some nights, you see them come out and just play, It's arguably the Clippers, their best team performance of the season. So then you're like... Without oh, Paul George. What? Correct. Great point, Grant. Without Paul George, that would have made a big difference. You wouldn't have been doubling Kawhi Leonard. Let's put it that way. I thought their best performance of the season was at Minnesota earlier in the year. I thought that was their best game they played this year. Nah, I I completely see that. I think that is a valid pick. Um, That was mine for a long time. The Clippers, to me, was the best Kings team performance. It wasn't their best win. I agree. It's their best team performance. I agree. But then... 24 hours later, we saw an awful performance against a depleted team. Okay. And at the start of the homestand, we saw a pathetic performance against the worst team in the league in the Pistons. And those are the games that drive you freaking crazy. Okay. I'm going to pose this question to you. I've already gone on record with what I think strictly about this season. We're talking about the team being inconsistent on the court. Grant, has the team been inconsistent from a head coaching standpoint? Yes. I think that Mike Brown has had an inconsistent season. I think there are too many times where I believe he's been out coached. I thought he was out coached by Eric Spolster in the Miami game. I yep. thought it was very apparent. I thought that the uh, coaching moves that Eric Spolster made were top shelf and I didn't see Mike Brown. I thought he lost that chess game in a big time way. Yeah. Have you, have you seen it all season or did that one just stick out to you more? No, I've seen it more this year than I saw it last year. If that makes sense. Yes. Me too. Yep. All right. Go ahead. No, please finish. I was going to say, it's an interesting topic to dig in and we've had great calls, but we're 47 minutes in. We got to tell them about the sponsors. Oh yeah. And uh, one of them is, uh, Calusa Sunrise and uh, the project 
from Blazona Development. Uh, get out there and check out this phenomenal sunrise landing. And if you go to calusasunrise.com, you can look at the, uh, all of their models. There are six to choose from. Uh, they are beautiful. Remember, there's no Melarus. There's no homeowners out at Sunrise Landing. So if you go to calusasunrise.com, you can check everything out. Make a visit from uh, Blazona Development. Again, that is calusasunrise.com. Just check it out. And we thank Blazona Development uh, for their sponsorship right here. All right. So any final thoughts, my friend, as we say so long after this uh, awful game without De'Aaron Fox and Minnesota 48 hours ahead? What are your final thoughts? Um, Nothing on the basketball game or the Kings. I think we've covered it. I thought you've had some great points. Really, my big final thought is thank all of you who've tuned in tonight and thank all of you who have tuned in this season and just this past week we've appreciated we have 17,000 live just the other night so thank you all very much we so much appreciate it and keep the calls coming and if you have not yet subscribed please subscribe uh and give us a thumbs up we would greatly appreciate it so the kings not tonight we'll see what they do on minnesota don't forget tomorrow at four o'clock right here on if you don't like that Jerry Reynolds will be joining us. That's at four o'clock tomorrow. Make it a good evening, everyone. Thank you so much. No light the beam tonight. The final 117 to 96 nuggets. Bye-bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.